friends, welcome to Nurturing Your Nest, the podcast created to capture, explore, and navigate the journey of coming home to yourself, transitional motherhood, and connecting with our teenage daughters along their paths. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teenage daughters, intuitive Reiki healer, transitional motherhood coach, and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat just as we are on a sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth to guide your questions, worries, and celebrations with a friendly voice and healing vibe. Our time is now. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Mother podcast. I am so grateful that you are here with us this week. If you are someone who has tuned in week after week, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for following and joining this movement that I hold so near and dear to my heart. And if you are new to the podcast, I welcome you with open arms and I invite you to stick around to the end and check out the show notes and join me on Facebook on my group or follow along on my Instagram account. You can also check out all about me and all of what I offer on my website, which is also in the show notes. So friends, let's get started for this week. As you know, the Intuitive Mother podcast is all about following your intuition, your inner knowing as a mom when it comes to raising your daughters and your sons, of course, for some of you that join us. But this week, our life was sent into a whirlwind, one of many, from our puppy Nash. And Nash has been a force in our life since the day he joined us on July 4th, and he has had multiple health episodes between a vaccine reaction to eating a sock and needing surgery to having bladder stones and needing um, removal of those bladder stones. He has kept us on our toes much like when you have a newborn and you just feel like you can't really get enough sleep, you're constantly worrying because you're a new mom and you know what, let's be honest, when does that ever change often in motherhood? We are left worrying and not getting enough sleep. But Nash has brought that lack of sleep back into our lives after our daughters are teenagers. So it's been many, many years since we have felt this sleep deprived. And he has brought a bit of worry back each time he has had one of these little health scares. And this past week was no different. It started off wonderful. We thought he was continuing to recover from the bladder stone removal that he had done not even a month ago. But unfortunately, on Thursday, he had more symptoms and we rushed him back to the emergency vet and found out that once again, he had bladder stones on his x-ray that were eerily similar to the ones he had in October. 
And we were left with the decision to either put him down at six months old or do another surgery. These surgeries are not cheap and also not easy on his young body and on our emotions. And so as we listened to this vet in the emergency room at the local emergency hospital an hour away, actually, we went into it saying, we just can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing surgery after surgery after surgery. And also felt like we also couldn't say goodbye to him. It wasn't his time and we weren't ready. But we were faced with the unthinkable to make that decision for him. And over the course of the four months that he has lived with us, I have tuned in to what I was feeling inside, but I have also allowed a lot of room for a lot of thoughts from others, including vets, holistic vets, friends, mentors, you name it. I was allowing the space to pop on in and share their thoughts with me. And at times, allowing that to override what I knew to be true in my heart. I was constantly living in a state of worry and fear that I was making the wrong decision. And it was exhausting. And so when we hit this point last Thursday, we really felt like we were at a loss. And we knew that it would be an investment to give him another surgery. It would take a toll on his body. There's no guarantee that he's not going to have more stones develop and that we are going to be back in the same position in just a few short weeks. But as our daughter asked us to please bring him home so that they could join us on the car ride back down to the emergency vet, and we asked the vet in that ER if we would be able to do that, they granted us our wish, and we drove home for an hour with him. In that car ride home, I really took the time to get quiet and lean into the feelings that I was having over the past day, over the past hour, over the past couple of months, and how special Nash really was to our family, and how I truly felt he was here to teach us something so important, or teach me something so important, that I hadn't really embraced yet. And so, needless to say, we did end up giving him another surgery, and what happened was we brought him into the house. He really was excited to be home. He saw our older dog. He was acting like a puppy, and I allowed myself the space to just be by myself for a few minutes to scream and cry and lean into all of the thoughts I had on that car ride home and all the thoughts that I had gathered from others over the past hour to week to months and let them settle in. And what started happening was my realization that 
I was so busy for the past four months listening to everyone else's thoughts on taking care of him that even though instinctively I knew certain things I wanted to do for his health or certain, you know, avenues I wanted to explore, I would allow some individuals to share with me what they thought. Some of those were vets. Like I said, some were holistic vets. And allowed it, and I allowed those thoughts and ideas to override my own instinctive feelings, my own intuition. And if you are hearing something funny right now, it's actually him dreaming and like whimpering <laughs> in the background as he lays at my feet um, in his recovery while I am podcasting. But all of this story that I share with you about our puppy Nash is really because I got to thinking how often we do this in our lives, whether it's about motherhood and mothering our daughters or and sons, or it's about our career, or it's about the college we're going to go to or not go to college, or it's about the house we're going to buy, or the city we're going to move to. How often are we allowing everybody else's ideas and information to cloud over what we instinctively know to be true. That when we have that gut reaction, we bypass it in order to listen to others. And I know this is happening so often because it's hap it's happened in my life many, many times. And our experience with Nash is really just one aspect of that happening, you know, recently. And I think when it comes to motherhood, I stand pretty firm in following my own instincts and my intuition and, you know, my husband doing the same and us being on board with that together. But when we were young parents, I assure you, we were not as instinctive of following ourselves. We were leaning on what everybody else thought all the time. And I can remember having moments like that when we were looking at homes, our first home, our second home, um, maybe when we were going to go to college. Some people find that even when they're going to get married, that they allow opinions of friends and family to override what they know to be true in their heart. And so this story about Nash and how this lesson of leaning in to our own hearts, leaning into what we knew to be true, which was that we were not done fighting. And thank God our youngest daughter asked us to bring him home because I think when we were in the parking lot there and we were hearing all the things from the vet that, you know, could go wrong or whatnot, we were leaning towards putting him down because we just didn't know how often we were going to be looking at the same surgery and illness. And thank goodness she asked us to bring him home, to put him in the car and give us that time by ourselves with him and allowed me to get into the house and feel 
the emotions in our home and have a place to be by myself and scream and cry and come out ready to be me, ready to fight and say, this is not over. I'm going to go this path for this reason. And with Nash, what happened was, is as I've shared on the podcast many of times, I am a Reiki master and I do offer animal healings. Interestingly, Nash never accepted my healings. He would always pull away. Well, I came downstairs that day and declared, I'm a healer. I work on animals. This is crazy. Let's get him the surgery and I will really lean into and learn how to give him Reiki that he accepts, that he wants. And I'm going to lean into what he needs from us. And so again, I found myself thinking back to being a mom of young children, of elementary school children, of middle school children, of high school children, and really leaning into what do they need from me? What do I need? What am I feeling in my heart and my soul? What do I instinctively feel in my gut? And following that and allowing the other voices to just trail off and listening to my voice only. Of course, there's always a time and place for leaning on friends and family and asking them for advice. But when it comes down to it, are you leaning in? Was I leaning in to what I knew to be true inside of me? Oftentimes with Nash in the past four months, unfortunately, no, I was not. I was scared. I was running on empty. I was unsure of what was right for him. And so I would hold everyone else's thoughts and ideas and vets' opinions and everything up on this high shelf and say, like, that's what I had to lean into. I had to listen to them. And I was totally bypassing my heart. I was totally bypassing the trust in my heart to lead me the right way, that it would never lead me astray. I would always be on the right path if I leaned into what my heart was feeling. And last Thursday night, when it came down to losing Nash or fighting for him and standing up for who I am and what I believe I can help him with, that was a definitive moment in my own personal life to stand up and say, I trust myself to know what's right or wrong. And like I said, I feel pretty secure that as a mom, I do that. I consciously show up, lean into my feelings, lean into my daughter's feelings. I I trust myself in the process of how we parent as a team and how I parent as a mother on my, you know, as just a mom and how I parent as a team with my husband as mom and dad. And I I lean into it and I trust it. But 
many times little areas of my life were showing up that I was not stepping forward and trusting what I knew to be true. And I bet that's happening in your life too. And on this podcast, that's what I like to do. I just like to be real and think about what's impacting my life right now. And what do I think could be showing up in my life that's also showing up in everyone else's? And I bet someone out there, all of you out there, are listening to me right now thinking, I've been there. I've been there where I allowed my mom or my mother-in-law or my aunt or my grandmother or my sister or my friend to tell me what to do in raising my children, to tell me what to do in what house was right for us or where to live or where to go to college or what to do in guiding my daughter or my son as to what sport and where to go to college or how about in the midst of the pandemic allowing other voices to cloud over what you knew to be true as to what your children needed and bypassing what you knew to be true just to please others, to not even only please them, but it's almost a way of hiding from putting yourself out there and being seen. And stepping into the role of knowing that you know better for your family. Stepping into the role of saying, I am blank and I've got this. I can do it. Putting trust in yourself. I think so often we're afraid to place that trust in ourselves. Because of fear of failing. But as I felt this week when we were choosing the path for our family to walk with Nash. I am so thankful as I look back and think the path of failing would have been giving up and not standing up for what we believed in. What we knew to be true. What we felt in our heart. And who we were. And allowing all the other voices to take over. And so as I share that story and how I think so many of you are listening and have also felt that to be true in their life with motherhood or being a wife or within your family of origin or just choices you need to make, even in your career. I was thinking about the four questions that have run through my mind the past couple of days. And I want to leave them with you. And anytime you're faced with a decision like ours, with a decision that, you know, just where to send your child to preschool, where to send your, you know, child to, to school, whether they go to school or they stay home on remote, you know, when your child is leaning into where they want to go to college or you and your husband are discussing a career change, here are some questions that I truly feel lead you back to your heart and following yourself and above all, trusting yourself. 
Number one, who are you standing up for? Just think about that. Think about the depth of who you're standing up for. Are you standing up for yourself? Are you willing to stand up for yourself? Instead of sitting down and allowing the other people in your life to stand up and say they know better. And who are you standing up for? Who are you passionate about? What do you know to be true? Whose life can you impact by standing up? Your own, your daughters, your husbands, your puppies. And then who are you placing your trust in? So often we have been taught by society to value the advice of those with a degree in a certain medical field, or in our case, the vets. And while there is a time and a place for all of that knowledge and education and understanding where they're coming from, there is also a time and place for leaning into what you're feeling deep inside. And placing your trust in yourself that you know to be true the path that you're going to take because you can feel it inside and you trust yourself for that peace to lead you on the path that's meant for you. And when you're placing your trust in others, you often get away from listening, slowing down and listening. And that leads me to the question of who are you listening to? Friends, mentors, professionals. Who are you listening to and allowing in to override your own opinions, your own thoughts? It better be you. It better be you that you're listening to. Your heart. It has something to say. You just have to listen. And lastly, does all the guidance that you are listening to feel true to your heart? And I think this pulls from that last question of who are you listening to? So like I said, there's a time and a place to listen to the professionals, to listen to, you know, parents, siblings, friends. But when you pull all that guidance together and you're listening to them, does what they're saying feel true to your heart? I know for me, I have sometimes allowed space in my life for even mentors who I truly appreciate and have learned so much from to tell me that I am something and I knew it didn't feel true, but I didn't speak up because I valued their guidance. But what I've learned is that it's never worth valuing their guidance over my heart, the truth in my heart. And so I challenge each one of you in any point in your life where you're making a decision or where things feel overwhelming or complicated, slow down and ask yourself those four questions. Who are you standing up for? Who are you placing your trust in? 
Who are you listening to? And in the end, does all the guidance that you're listening to feel true to your heart? Does it feel true to your soul, your family, your life? And if not, it's time to listen to your heart. It's time to make that change. It's time to trust yourself. I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember to check out the show notes and catch up with me in the Facebook group, on Instagram, or on my website. Of course, if you have enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, you can email me, but I am so grateful for each and every review that I receive and you sharing this podcast with your friends and family that you know it would touch their life is the greatest gift you can give me. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to coming back next week and chatting with you just two days before Thanksgiving. Have a great day.